1: And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala.
2: Starting you up on a Friday night. Come on, you should almost be done with work. I mean, I'm sitting at my desk, but I will admit I kind of shut it down about 15, 20 minutes ago. Uh, I took my clothes off. Uh, yep, I did. I took my clothes off, that being my suit. I left on my undergarments. And I put on a pair of the oldest pair of jeans I have. They happen to be black jeans. Um, one of the oldest t-shirts that I have. It is the uh, a white t-shirt that has the Born to Run album cover uh, on the shirt. Uh, it is totally frayed. Uh, it was previously ripped uh, from being worn so much. The, the, they sewed it up for me. And I got an old Alfa Romeo hat on, and I have a jean jacket that has the logo of the Rolling Stones on the back, because tonight, in New York City, live from New York, at the Friars Club, it's 80s night. I have Joan, who's dressed up looking like Madonna. Uh, There's going to be all sorts of casting characters there, and I am excited because you know what? We've been working hard. Everyone's been working hard. It's been a stressed out week since I was sitting in my office at uh, Tuesday night and I got a text from a friend. This just happened. And it came down with the leak of the, uh, the uh, ab- abortion decision. So, I mean, yes, that's on a national level on the state, on a local, on a state level, governor Hochul's approval rating is not doing very well. And people aren't happy with her. And on a local level, people aren't happy with Eric Adams. Um, So, But Joan told me, you know, we have to try to be positive on this show. So we will be after I address um, the the nastiness that's going on right now. Look, I understand people's feelings are very strong around the issue of abortion, as they are around the issue of the death penalty, as they are around the the, the, uh, issue of same-sex marriage. Um, But abortion seems to be, and this is one person's opinion, like, that's the issue. More than the other two I just named. And uh, I get it. Okay, that's fine. And you can have very passionate positions. And you should express yourself. But you should express yourself in a, uh, a an appropriate and accurate and non-criminal way. Uh, there are pictures online now of graffiti all over Catholic churches all over the United States of America. Do you think the Catholic Church... Uh, wrote the decisions Do you think the catholic church you think uh, justice alito and and justice uh, thomas and uh, the other justices you think they're like they're priests and they wrote the decision because of their catholic faith you know someone who i have an enormous amount of respect for as a lawyer flippantly and i will admit i did wake him up from a nap flippantly said ah they only voted that way because they're catholics now, number one, I don't even know if that's true. I mean, I know Justice Alito is a Catholic. I don't know if everyone else is a Catholic. Uh, they may be Christians. Uh, but I can tell you Scalia wasn't all bent out of shape about Roe v. Wade as as a Catholic. He was b- bent out of shape about it as a legal scholar. But we don't need to, need to talk about the merits. And I know people who are so upset about the possibility of Roe v. Wade being overturned, and I get it, but I'd like to think that they would not sanction going to our lady of sacred hearts and going to saint anselms and going to the all of these churches and graffitiing f the catholic church f uh there was two things one was one says my body my choice on the sacred heart of mary's church another one says uh, f the church f the state keep your religion off our bodies uh you want to go protest in front of the church? I mean, if you think that's going to move the needle, okay, if that's going to make you feel better. My suggestion is if that's what you want to do is if you want to make sure that abortion is uh, mandatory, is, uh, the, the availability of it is mandatory in all 50 states, you have to pass a law. So target the senators who are against it and try to convince them to make it a law. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's just a waste of your time. It, it, it's just a waste. Yes, when I say target them, I mean civilly. I mean, go protest in front of their office building, write them letters, call their offices. Uh, I don't know, TikTok them, whatever you want, whatever you need to do in a legal way. But that's how you will actually accomplish something. Spray painting on a church is not. Is only going to do is it's going to have everyone dig in deeper. Everyone is going to be, so the people who are on the fence, well, I don't know about this, I don't know, about, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm undecided. Oh, wait, wait, this is how the people who support that point of view, this is how they react? I mean, it's the same thing with, the, with uh, Black Lives Matter and, and the George Floyd protests. People who are like, well, I, you know, sh- what the police officer did to George Floyd was bad, but then you have two lawyers throwing Molotov cocktails at police precincts? or at least attempting to do so, breaking into stores and stealing. All you do is you lose credibility. Your argument gets flushed down the toilet by your actions. I am all for, all for vibrant, substantial, deep debate about these issues. That's the best part of this country. No one is going to stifle you. No one's going to shut you up. We could talk about it. We could have intellectually stimulating conversations. But once you take it to the illegality of committing the crime of criminal mischief and menacing by threatening people, you you, you lose your footing. You lose your standing to make an intelligent, cogent argument that is going to change someone's mind. You know, when when Mike Jacarino and I are in the courtroom this week and you're making arguments in front of a judge and in front of a jury... For us, it's all about, and I'm not just saying just us, most lawyers who, and I'd like to think we know what we're doing, most lawyers who know what they're doing, it's all about maintaining your credibility. So therefore, hypothetically, if you're in a courtroom and you're objecting to every question, objection, 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 objection. you, you lose credibility. Well, okay, I'm there objecting to everything. If you're strategic about it and you're following the rules of evidence and you object when it's appropriate, well, then the judge is going to be going to give you a lot more credence. The same here. You want to object to the potential uh, overruling of Roe v. Wade by the United States Supreme Court? That's beautiful in this country. Do so in a very appropriate way, but going after the Catholic Church with, with graffiti... They want to go protest this week in front of the church. Again, I don't see how that makes you accomplish your goal. Unless you just want your voice to be heard. That's fine. But I'm pragmatic. I want results. I don't care about the pomp and circumstance. I care about how how we get to the end of the line. So I want to know... This is my goal that I want to achieve. How do I achieve it? I don't need to achieve it in a pretty way. I don't need to achieve it in a flashy way. I just want to cross the finish line and get what I want. And if what I want is for Roe v. Wade not to be overturned, then taking a can of spray paint under the cover of darkness and spray painting a church with curse words, you're not moving, you're not accomplishing your goal. You're actually just showing how ignorant you are. Uh, now there are other people that say because uh, I heard them uh, during the the George Floyd riots and yes they were riots. Uh, well, that's the only and I believe it was the lawyer who's arrested who's facing now criminal charges, federal criminal charges. That's the only way you get people's attention is if you commit crimes. I don't. I'm not buying it. I am not buying it. If you do a peaceful protest up Fifth Avenue and you have with with police. Uh, you know, uh, permits or whatever you're supposed to do, then you know what? Maybe you will change some people's minds. But committing crimes, that's, you know, that that's just... N- now, of course, this is Arthur Idala's opinion. I am sure there are a lot of people out there say, no, Arthur, you should, you know, by us spray painting the churches, we're making a statement. Okay, great. You're making a statement. Wonderful. You're hurting a lot of people. You're hurting a lot of people's feelings. You're costing money to the church. But are, are you actually going to stop Roe v. Wade from being overturned? That's my question. Are you actually going to accomplish anything except maybe make your fe- yourself feel good, stroke your ego? Oh yeah, I'm a tough guy. I took a can of spray paint on the cover of darkness and I wrote curse words on a church. Wonderful. But is does, does that move the needle? Does that change anything? It doesn't change a gosh darn thing. That's why I'm a little upset. Number 1, yes, I am a Catholic. Number 2, uh, I don't. I'm not. I don't condone writing graffiti anywhere, on the subways or otherwise. I don't condone making your point by breaking the law. And Jaccarino and I are in court this whole week. We need to make points after points. We don't do it by breaking the law. We don't do it by sh- like throwing our nose at the rules of evidence. We don't do it by bullying over the judge or, or BSing the jury just the opposite. Our whole point is maintain our credibility. And when you have that credibility and it's so high, you have the ability to move the needle. You have ability to change the the conversation. You have the ability to persuade people, to convince people to your way of thinking. And if you do so with class and dignity and elegance and intelligence, you're going to be successful. But if you're just a thug, if you're just a punk who's going to just... Throw caution to th- – throw throw the law to the wind. Throw the rules of evidence to the wind. It's not the way to go, folks. All right. That was my piece. Jones said we're going to be positive. We're going to talk about the Kentucky Derby. We're going to show National Teachers Appreciation Month, week, year, century. We're going to be right back. Well, we're going to have a lot of teachers on the show because everything we just spoke about has to do with what you're taught, how you act, how you react has to do with those people who have a tremendous influence on you when you're young. And let's face it, those are teachers, but when you're not young... Like I'm not young anymore, even though I was with Arthur, who's five years old this morning, running me all over the place, and I'm looking at Luca right now, eating a "quote unquote" snack, like uh, he could eat the leg of a chair. But what do you got to do when you're looking at your family and you care about your family and you're not young anymore? You do the simplest thing that you could do. You pick up the phone and you dial seven one eight two three eight sixty five hundred, and you call all of our friends here at AM nine seventy, the answers, favorite lawyers at Connors and Sullivan. They are the ones to protect your assets. The time to plan is now. Set up an appointment for Monday or Tuesday. They'll hook you up with a will, a trust, a power of attorney, a healthcare proxy, a living will, an estate plan. The goal of Connors & Sullivan is always the protection of your rights and your interests. They've been helping people just like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. And you know what they're going to do? Because you call in from AM 970 to the answer, they're going to give you a free, free, F-R-E-E, No obligation, consultation with a lawyer. So don't hesitate, folks. Call Connors & Sullivan today. Schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Visit their website, ConnorsAndSullivan.com. And remember, folks, on this Friday evening, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all.
1: 788.
2: kids alone no no no. that's not gonna work I mean if I had more time you know if the show was a little longer I would ask everyone to call in to talk about the teacher that made the biggest difference in their life or well, the ones that you remember I'm gonna blow some people's minds because a lot of my childhood friends listen to this show I was doing some gardening this weekend and you know you buy a whole flat of flowers little plants what I brought actually some basil, which I don't typically do, but Marianne's going to make some great pesto this summer. I'm excited about that. Um, but I, I had the flat of flowers and I have to plant them. And I don't know why, but as I'm designing the, the floral bed, I remember miss Whalen, my third grade teacher saying uh, in, in nature, nothing is straight. So when we would draw trees, a tree is not straight. It's not like a straight line. It, there's always curves and bumps And nothing is in even numbers. Everything is in odd numbers. I now, I don't know if that's accurate or inaccurate, but maybe she was talking about art. And when you are, when you're doing landscaping, especially with colorful flowers, it is a work of art. It's the kind, the only kind I could do. Um, and I was remembering my third grade teacher, uh, and teaching me how to put things in, in clusters of three. And there are so many of my teachers, uh, through my history at at PS 185 and then Poly Prep. But it's interesting. I remember my, all my elementary teachers, many of my high school teachers, not too many of my college teachers and, and some of my, my law school teachers, but not a ton. It's that early education from like one to whatever you start school three. I don't know when I was in tiny top, my mom will tell us that in a minute, but, but until you're a senior in high school, those, those educators, they have such an impact on your life. And you know, the other day was officially National Teacher Appreciation Day, and this is National Appreciation Week. And I am surrounded by teachers. I'm blessed. Uh, my mother's father, who was a lawyer, Frank Piazza, when no Italian Americans were lawyers, he also taught classes on the side. Um, my mother's brother, Anthony Piazza. Uh is a dean uh, at a college in Long Island, the New York Institute of Technology, Dr. Anthony Piazza, I should add. Uh, my mom, who we're about to talk to in a second, uh, it was taught, uh, I think, second grade, then first grade. Then she was the first teacher in the city of New York to teach pre-kindergarten. Back, I was either in the late 70s or the early 80s when it was a lottery system. And I was like... I don't 12 and people were coming up to me. Hey, you think your mom could get my kid brother or sister into the program? My mother had no control over it, but it was such a big deal to have a free pre-K uh, class in the city of New York. And my mom did that for decades. Uh, then my sister, who's a, is a school teacher, uh, a storied now school teacher. I can't believe how old she is and how long she's been doing it. She's going to join the program as well because, because back in the day, Teachers were known as as the professionals in the same conversations as doctors and lawyers and teachers. And then they decided to form a union. And in my one person's opinion, that turned the tide a little bit from being in the the side of the ledger of being a a doctor and a lawyer to being more in the side of, you know, where where union people are, which is, you know, they're – they just they're a little different. Let's just put it that way. I don't want to get in trouble, um, but they're so important. My goodness gracious, our teachers so important, especially in areas of the world where maybe the parents aren't as involved as they should be, or where they're, you're talking about a single parent home and when there no father exists. And, and and the teachers who stepping in to that role, and you know, I, I, we're going to talk to my mom. We're going to talk to my sister, who my mom is a started teaching in the '60s. My teach my sister started teaching in the early '90s. Um, but we're also going to talk to Chris Hassan, who's a male teacher, and what's that like? Uh, it's a very important topic. I know there's so many important things going on in the world, but childhood education early childhood education look you could say all you want about Bill de Blasio the mayor but his uh, you know crowning achievement happened right in the beginning was with this uh, you know the, the pre-k for all and 3k and getting kids into the educational system as soon as possible because that is what is going to really um, really really going to help our society. So without further ado, the woman who kept Verizon Wireless in business during the whole COVID period, uh, she takes her tongue out at night, puts it in the tongue charger. In the morning, when she wakes up, she takes it, puts it back in because she's talking all day long. The woman who made me possible, Marianne Veronica Piazza Idala, also known as Chickie, Chick, and Rita. Hello, mother. How are you?
3: I'm I'm very, very, very well to hear your lucid tones. All right, where do I start? When the day you were well, born let, or the day no, I No no
2: teaching? no 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 I want yes, I want you to talk about what we what year did you start teaching?
3: Nineteen sixty two. And what area of the what teaching, area of the city? Okay. Uh Rivington, Norfolk, Suffolk and Delancey. It was totally drug laden and I only taught children of color. It was an eye opening experience. Every child, every child, because it was a special school came from broken homes. They were raised by grandparents, friends, aunts, uncles, mothers were drug addicts or street walkers and father, we know that word didn't even exist.
2: So how did you so how were you able to maintain uh, you know, maintain the classroom without the kids running wild?
3: Okay, I'll tell you very easily, because I guess I must have a special gift from the man above, and they knew that I just loved every single one of the. Children to me, there is no such thing as a bad child it 's bad parenting, and when they saw the love and the love and my attitude, how I helped them, and not only me uh, uh, my mother, your grandmother, used to make veal cutlet parmesan fa- sandwiches every the whole it was a family affair and when I started to go out with uh, your father, Lewis Igala, they were a little aghast because they
2: thought I was a and then Wait! They, they thought you were a what? You know, they thought you a were a what? Image. Oh, Excuse okay. Go ahead. I you said they they were a little aghast. Why? Because they never
3: they never they don't see males males and you know you know how daddy dresses. He was in law school. He dressed three piece suit. They saw somebody coming to their world. They were not that they
2: were almost were afraid. Now and this then, was this was Louis Idala before he had a handlebar mustache. But correct. I, I okay. Correct. I, I real, real and, quick. I, hold on, Mama. Just yeah. give me a second. Tell me about uh, November 22nd, 1963.
3: Oh, I was in the classroom. I had a second grade class at the time. And I just happened to have the, uh, the television in my room because there, was, there were TV programs for children uh, that was on. And all of a sudden, obviously, they stopped it and they told everybody what happened. And then I had to explain it very carefully to the children. And and my attitude and the way I handled things, it was very, very appealing to them. None of them were scared and I just was able to, it's a gift from God, I guess, just was able to relate to them, and, and they were able to, they were very calm. None of them got, you know,
2: out of control. For anyone, anyone who, well, they're also young, so young, they probably didn't realize yeah, that the president, they were years old. Right, the president of the United States had been killed, and right, you had to deliver right. that news. Now, from that era, and then we're going to move on to the more modern era when towards the end of your career, but in that era, uh, are you still in touch with any of the students that you had?
3: Absolutely. They're 68 years old. Shirley Kennedy, who you happen to know, and I can tell you a few more names, and they never left me, and I never left them. And what happened was when this COVID came around, they started calling me, and they said, if something happens to you, we'll never be the same because that's that's the relationship what I that I had with them and so. I continued that relationship uh until um I started well I have to just say one thing I uh, after I, that experience I stopped teaching for 5 years because on December 1st 1967 Arthur Lewis Idala was born.
2: Well, now, see, now everyone knows my age, Mama. Everyone knows my You know, Frank (laughs) Morano. Frank Morano doesn't tell anyone his age. Now you gave away my age.
3: That's Frank Morano. You're not Arthur Idala. You always say it. But I just want to tell you that the Veritano Bridge was closed. They let us go, no cell phones or nothing. They let us go over the bridge, the police, only because your father. Was captain of the army. It was Vietnam, and he was the highest ranking officer of Fort Hamilton and Fort Wadsworth. All right, Rita, I, Mama, Mama,
2: okay, I I know I was born. I just want to talk to you about your career of being a teacher. You could come on for my birthday.
4: No, no, no. We're going to have a
2: big party, Rita. I'm going to be 55. It's going to be in 30 years that I'm a lawyer. Wait, hold on, just listen. Slow down. I
3: just want to say one thing. As an infant, Arthur, just like today, he never slept. He watched Johnny Carson. He wanted. He slept four hours. He was okay. very. Un- he was inquisitive. He was nosy. All right, mama.
2: All right, mother. Tell me okay. about the end. Towards the end of your career, okay. you were the first now, teacher started, selected to teach pre-K.
3: Yeah, I started teaching. Uh, pre-k in 1980 and all my colleagues thought I was absolutely nuts it was the best years of my life I taught many different kinds of children in the pre-k realm I taught the gifted I taught the autistic I taught the emotionally disturbed I taught non-talkers all different and during that time I continued my own education I got masters in guidance psychology English, English but uh I just want to tell you one one particular anecdote when I. All right, and, small, then, and
2: then your daughter's on hold, so we got to bring yes, her in. Right, right. Go ahead, right. Mama.
3: But I just want to say one thing, I'm very small. When I taught the children of uh, uh, English second language, I would sit on the floor with them. I never sat on a desk. I would sit on the rug with them, and I would tell them my name. I would say, I, I would point into my eye, and I had a dollar bill. And so the next day, this little boy, I think he was from Polish origin, he said, teacher, do me a favor. Could I call you something else? I said, okay. And he said, I want to call you Miss $5. <laughs> <Not laughs> Very
2: 20, nice, that's Now, what, Everything, what, what, and what my, was there my, any, go ahead, go ahead.
3: Mom. No, I'm saying <laughs> during my 40 years of teaching, I trained many, many young teachers also. I'm and aware, I just want to get fairy
2: godmother. Yes, they are. They some of them run big schools in the city of New York. Right. Is it okay right. now if I bring my my sister oh, yes, on the line? Yes, can yes, we do yes, that? Yes, is yes, Lori yes, is Lori May Idala Bambina on the line with us now?
5: Yes, I am. I am indeed on the line.
2: Oh my God, you're starting to sound more and more like mommy every day. No. So my no, mother, no, I, my,
5: I have uh, my teacher voice right now. This I know you do. Voice. All
2: right, now mom, I just I just need you to let me have a minute or two with my sister, okay? No, I know no, you're going to no, want to jump in. I know you made <laughs> I know you made and her You too. named her I know I named her oh. and you made her Lori uh it scares yeah. me that I know in 2 weeks uh, I'll be going to my 30 year uh, law school reunion, and you'll be going to the 30 year of your uh, Fordham University college, right. uh, college graduation. I mean, blows my mind because I will tell you, Laurie and I are very close, and that was an awesome time mm-hmm. because it was my senior year in law school and her senior year in college. So we party, right. we party, party pretty hard together. together. Yes. yes, and um, so law, here's here's my real question for you. I mean, obviously, mommy saw an enormous difference in the education system from the early 60s until she left in 2000. But what have you seen since, you know, I mean, you've seen a tremendous transformation on so many levels uh, in in education. Uh, You know, we're talking to two public school uh, early childhood educators. What Hmm. is the biggest difference over the last 30 years in your profession?
5: Technology. Technology. Technology 100%, but in the same token, there's been programs and things, and some of the things are so similar, but they just put them under a different name. So it's the same, def- like, co- concept of teaching, but of course they can, like, come up with new ideas and new things. So because, look, bottom line is teaching is teaching. Kill- Kids still need to learn how to read their sight words in order to read. They need to know how to write spaces, capitalization, punctuation. None of those things change. As I used to teach my second graders way back when I was in Manhattan at the lower lab school, like when I would teach them time and money, I taught them, and I said, this is something, this is as well. They used to call me Lori then. But I said, you will use this every single day of your life because no matter where you are, we always look at the clock and we always use money. So things like that, life skills. So that's number one. How in touch with... It's technology. Like iPads now, these kids... We all, 95% like of classrooms, even with the money and the DOE complaining, everybody's got some sort of a computer, an iPad, or a smart board in their room. And so kids now, it's technology. But what, they, now, they let me ask you, what,
2: what about the guidance you're given or the instruction you're giving on how to teach the children? You know, we hear like there's a new way to do math and there's a new way to do reading. And I can tell you, Arthur okay. is in kindergarten. The things that he's doing, he's taking math tests. He's five years old. He's taking math testing right. when i was in kindergarten with miss brennan would boil and munch and glenn we were playing what? with blocks and little cars well we
5: don't call them tests anymore they're called assessments
6: okay <laughs> so it's thank the same you
2: thing, right so
5: it's assessments so you assess the children and because a lot of things right now are data driven so you get all of these tests and then that data that you find then informs your future teaching so then from these tests That these kids take, whether it's in their reading or their mathematics. um, Then it's like where you go from the to to your next steps of educating. So that's also the next steps of grouping kids. So then you know, oh, these seven kids can have this skills. These ten kids need this. And then that's how you break them up into small groups. And then you could individualize the teaching, and we call it differentiation. So you differentiate the teaching based on what the children need.
2: So, mommy didn't. Like mommy bad. didn't have these fancy right. words back in the 60s. Right.
5: Right. And it's jargon, but it's all the same thing. But it's also meeting kids at their needs. Because if I have children that know their sight words, I don't need to do it. They could go right to their reading and I could give them certain levels of books. Those kids who know certain things in addition, move them on. So then you basically have different levels underneath the same umbrella. So it's math. But then I can say, well, these kids can handle this. So they do this in this time period. This kid, these kids do this these kids need support they need me so they need me to show they need counters some so, kids mathematically well, know it now because i, I got to go
2: i'm going to go up against the break but the way okay. mommy has shirley kennedy you've been teaching long right. enough now do you have a whole bunch of like a little alumni who you keep in touch with
5: I do, and, if, and because my I'm younger, and there's the social media um, generation. I definitely do, and as you know, there was somebody that I taught in 1994 that I will be attending her wedding, Um in you know over Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day, yeah,
2: Blown off your brother, Blown off your brother. Very nice, very she nice. She said to me, she said to me, she said, Lori,
5: she's like you were one of the only teachers that actually got me and got who I am, and when we saw each other, it was magical. So all right. yeah, teachers definitely have a special, a special. One hundred percent. So
2: I know, mommy, it's always hard to hang up with you, but right. I'm gonna. I'll, I promise you, we'll talk. Right. I talk to you every day. I talk to you at night. I I right. love you so oh, much. I know. Well, you and I so, talk. I know. We're all the best. But teachers so, are special. To, uh, teachers are special, but sisters are very special and mothers are very okay. special. Happy Mother's Day to my sister and to my mother. Love I you. love you very much. We're going to take a quick break. And we're going to come Thank back with Lori's welcome. best friend from Fordham, yes. Carrie Toshi, who's another teacher. So. friendship. All right. We love you Thank guys. You Stay tuned. Both uh, of you All right. Sam Bowling, we're ready to go. We'll be right back. Roll it, roll it. Good music.
6: Hi, Kevin McCullough. Tonight, 7 o'clock. That means it's going to be travel night. Valerie Delia back. And uh, we will discuss all of the things you need to know before you make your big summer travel plans. That's coming up tonight at 7, only on AM 970, The Answer.
1: Holland Christian Home is a Christian home for seniors, a place that will treat your loved one with kindness and respect. Located in North Haledon, New Jersey, Holland Christian Home is filled with fun activities, delicious meals, medical care, and more. Founded more than 125 years ago, Holland Christian Home provides the physical, social, and financial needs to care for seniors. Go to hchnj.org or call Charlotte at 973-807-3245. Call Holland Christian Home to discuss how they can care for your aging loved one. With residential, living a permanent life care program and respite care you'll have peace of mind that your mom or dad aunt or uncle friends and loved ones are in a warm and loving community daily chapel services are included hchnj.com or call 973-807-3245 holland christian home will care for your aging loved one with kindness and respect hchnj.org or 973-807-3245 holland christian home ask for charlotte
4: right back like
0: am 970 the answer then don't forget to like us on facebook interact with us share your thoughts about your favorite shows give feedback to our hosts share your opinion on hot topics learn about events and more am 970 the
1: the arthur idala power hour is sponsored in part by the good people at freehold mitsubishi in freehold township new jersey america's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 mitsubishi outlander get high style without the high price plus an industry-leading 10-year 100- 100,000 mile powertrain limited warranty drive one today at freehold mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area visit freeholdmitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788
0: news opinion passion this is am 970 the answer
6: we have rain we have 52 degrees on this friday evening and that rain is going to become heavier and steadier and really not a nice day at all on the way for tomorrow. Details on all of that coming up. What's going on? We have the answer. Well, governors in New York and New Jersey are nominating a CEO of the Gateway Development Commission. The leaders say Chris Calori has previously served as the commissioner of the New Jersey Department of Transportation and is very familiar with the New York side of the Hudson River. The Gateway program to redevelop the Portal North Bridge and a new Hudson River train tunnel is considered one of the nation's most concerning infrastructure projects. The Gateway Development Commission is set to consider Calori's nomination at a meeting later this month. Mayor Adams appears to be partially blaming bail reform laws for the continued increase in crime in New York City. He says police are doing their jobs by taking guns off the streets and making a high number of arrests. He says the city needs help from what he calls a bottleneck criminal justice system and federal help to stop the flow of illegal guns to New York City. April crime stats show major crimes are up 34 percent compared to April of 2021. And New Jersey officials say an increasing number of stolen vehicles are being used to carry out violent crimes. The latest incident involved a car stolen from Kearney that was used in a drive-by shooting in Newark, wounding two young children and a man. Police are warning residents that leaving their keys in the car and doors unlocked could lead to similar catastrophes. Taking a look at the traffic across the Hudson, if you're going back to New Jersey at the Holland Tunnel or attempting to right now, Figure on a 45-minute delay. If you head upstream to the Lincoln Tunnel, you'll save yourself maybe 15 minutes, 30 minutes or so. Lincoln Tunnel, 30 on the inbound side. By the way, the inbound Holland Tunnel is 40 minutes from 1 and 9, but only 15 from the Turnpike. So think about the Turnpike instead. 20 to 30 minutes for the inbound George Washington Bridge. Rain heavy at times tonight. Overnight lows right around 52. Rainy, raw, windy tomorrow. Temperatures fall into the middle 40s by the early part of the afternoon. And now you know what's going on. I am Mike Barker on AM 970, the answer.
1: We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur
2: Idala. All right, it's Friday. Woo! I'm excited. I'm going to the Friars Club. It's 80s night. I loved the 80s. Um, Sam Bellino do we have Carryon Tochi on the line yet? Yes, we do. Oh, let's just bring her right up. Let's bring her in. Are you there, Miss Carryon? I am here, Arthur.
7: Thank you for the call, and it was wonderful to hear Grammy Chick and your beautiful sister Lori.
2: So, um, Ann is an unbelievable teacher, and I don't say that because I'm like just because she's we're, we're buddies that we go to Cave Hill together, we go to Rock <laughs> and Ranch, Ranch. She's been Lori's best friend and roommate and blah blah blah, blah for thirty-some odd years. I want to read you something, Carrie and I would like your reaction to it. A friend of mine uh sent this to me uh and I would like to hear your professional and our personal assessment. Okay Dear dear second grade families, in keeping with the spirit of celebrating our diverse community of learners, we have decided to shift our thinking about Mother's Day and Father's Day. These holidays no longer serve who we are, and rather than finding a way to fit ourselves into their boxes, we have decided to make a change. Beginning this year, the second grade students will be celebrating, quote, important grown-ups day, end quote, in between Mother's Day and Father's Day. They will be provided with school time to make something special for any and all of the grown-ups they believe are important in their lives. We will, of course, discuss some of the grown-ups they may want to choose. If you have any questions or concerns about this shift, please email your child's classroom teacher directly. Thank you in advance for your understanding about this. What say you, professional teacher for 30 years, master's degrees on her way to her doctorate, Carrie Tochi? Um, Arthur, you
7: always have a way of putting things and framing things that pull on my heartstrings. Um, you know, I've been blessed to have um a lot of children in my life and uh my my mom and dad, Ronald and Catherine, who are listening, they're nurturers and they pass that on to me. Um your mom is the same way. She is a born uh, nurturer, I think culturally. You know, I've heard you talk about Dit and how she, I think she was the one who taught you how to cook.
2: My we, grandma,
7: yes. yeah, she showed you, right? Um so I think that's wonderful. Um your family has always given me a chance to be Auntie Carrie. Um so I think that's truly wonderful that that, that there are many nurturers among us. Um and um I think that's a a, a wonderful way to to frame that uh that part in so many of us
2: okay but what about so i have no problem with that but they're basically eliminating the mother's day part and the father's day part they're like taking well, that out of the conversation three well Mine you're saying you're saying three. something okay you're saying something different than yeah. what i think they're saying and yes auntie carrie i mean i don't think it's a secret that you're not a mom But you are surrounded, you are surrounded with love and you, and you're called Auntie Carrie. You're not a blood auntie, but you're to us, you're a blood auntie. Um. How is this affecting kids? How is this affecting a, a second year old, a two second grader in this school in this classroom, and then in the classroom or in the school, you know, uh, two miles away, they're doing oh, I'm making uh, my mom a, a a floral design on a, a, for Mother's Day, and I'm making my dad a mug for Father's Day. What about the mixed messages this is these are sending to kids?
7: You know, I this is the first I've heard of it. Um, I would imagine wherever this is happening, uh, it's a, a school choice, a community choice.
2: I would. No, 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 no. Hold on, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Miss Tochi. I have no indication that this is a community choice. Obviously, it's a school oh, choice, but I, there's no indication choice. this is a community choice.
7: Okay, so it's not like in a lot. It's a, maybe one school. I don't. I wouldn't suggest this to be mapped on everywhere. I personally would like to have all three. You know, if I got a vote, um, no one's. No one's asking for my vote, but that's, that's what I would say. Um, I sometimes feel in terms of family trees to have a family garden instead of a family tree because the shape of our families are changing and a tree no longer shows all. But to eliminate those titles in, a, in policy, it, it, I don't know. I think
2: that could maybe hurt more feelings. Ah, thank you. So, Gary, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to hold on, and I know. Look, I know I throw a curveball at you, but you can handle it. Um, I'm gonna come back to you, and um, after the commercial, we're gonna do a little break or something like that. Whatever Sam Bowen tells me to do, I'm gonna bring Chris Hassan on, um, who's a male teacher, and I just wanted to do the two of you to discuss a little bit about the differences between between being a, a woman in the classroom and being a man in the classroom, and that and how the politics and all of that. Enters into the classroom. So don't go anywhere, Carrie Atochi and Carrie's mom and dad. Keep listening. We're going to be back in two minutes, 120 seconds.
1: 8-8.
4: Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need: eight four four fifty seven Bible. That's eight four four fifty seven Bible. eight four four fifty seven Bible. Two thousand
6: mules. The explosive new movie from Dinesh D'Souza, executive produced by Salem Media Group, tells the story of the ones who tried to hijack a presidential election and exposes the jaw dropping evidence about what really happened in November of 2020. Watch on any device with a web browser. Showtime begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on May 7th. Visit 2000mules.com to get your tickets today for this one-of-a-kind virtual event. That's the number 2000mules.com. Kevin McCullough is
0: next on AM 970, The Answer. Up in the morning and out to school. The teacher is teaching the golden rule. American history and practical man You study him hard and hoping to pass
8: Working your fingers right down to the bone And the guy behind you won't leave you alone Ring, ring goes the bell Cooking the lunch. ready. Oh to- yeah, Friday
2: night. It's almost over. The July, week is almost July, over. July, My week doesn't know until this show is over. Um, make sure if you're anywhere on Route 9, you go to Freehold Mitsubishi or Platinum Motors, uh, 504 Route 9. They got such cool stuff in. I'm a real car guy. On Monday, we're going to have Lauren fixing uh, the bottom of the hour. And she's going to just, just give us the whole update on the spring lineup of uh of automobiles but right now you know we're going to get a sponsored segment for this we're going to get someone to sponsor this maybe someone from a vegetable store and it's going to be called the Cedrulo moment ladies and gentlemen you're going to get to have five minutes with the numero uno cidrulo, which means a cucumber in italian but it's a term of endearment and that's my brother from another mother my brother of my other brother johasson the uh, school teacher extraordinaire, Mr.
8: Christopher Hassan. Hello, Chris. Chidrulo, how are you, bud? What's up, my man? It's appreciation. Hey, listen, you know, parents are teachers too, so I'll, I wanted to shout out to all parents out there. They're the most influential teacher in the world. I know. I, okay, and, uh, but since
2: you brought that you up know, and Carrie Ann's on the phone, but Chris, come on. I, I, how I, many parents? I'm
8: a little less PC than. I know, like I know. <laughs> and we're going to talk
2: about that in a second. How, but how many parents drop the ball, Chris, that, that you see, that, uh, aren't, that aren't teaching their kids, that just throw them in front uh, of a television uh, set?
8: You know, listen, most of the time, any time I have a problem with the child, and you know, I hate to say uh, you know, the cliche, an apple doesn't fall far from the tree, but we try and call them, can't get them. They don't come in for meetings. Uh, I mean, the most important job I've ever had in the world, and I'm sure you'll agree, is a parent. Um, you know, we'll give up our time at lunch to help them whenever we it's can. It's interesting.
2: I don't look uh, at my—I don't look at myself as being a parent as a job.
8: Ah, uh, well, you know what I mean. Don't don't turn us around. And make me look like a bad guy now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not making you look
2: like a bad guy. Okay, I'm a lawyer, and words count. All right, Hassan. Thing is,
8: uh, okay. Listen, what I'm trying to say is—is is that I don't think people really think about how important it is to be a parent when they. Decide to have children, and there's no brochure to tell you about what might happen. Um, well, that's you know,
2: 100 true.
8: You know, so with so Chris, that,
2: tell me what you think about the school eliminating Mother's Day and Father's Day and having special Grown Up Day.
8: It's ridiculous. I, I mean, you you know, I, I'm it's not like I'm, I'm so old school that I'm not open to other ideas. But, I mean, I look at the calendar now. There's a day for everybody. Why don't they just make add another day for other people and then, and then make everybody happy? Well, that's, and that's, well, that's just, what Carrie Ann you know, told you did, right, Carrie Ann? Are you there? Uh, I mean... I but, agree. Uh, I agree. Hi, Chris. This is Ann. and so Uncle, how are you, Carrie? What's going on?
7: I'm good. I, well, the last time you yeah. and I were teamed up, we, 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 we crushed a trivia competition at Rocking Roars. That's, right. so that's right.
8: That's right. Now, <laughs> I, <laughs> we have to do that again. I know. It's been too long. Well, no, so carry so I is a different a different level than I do. I'm in middle school. Um, you mentioned males. In my school, I have a thousand students. There are 100 teachers. There are six male teachers in the whole school. Okay, none in pre-K to four. There's one in fifth. Most of them are middle school. They love males in middle school because, unfortunately, a lot of the times these students don't have uh, you know a, a male parent at home. They feel they can give them. Uh, I, I hate to say a, a little more discipline. But, uh, you know, you do have a responsibility to, uh, you know, make sure they get their work done uh, on your time. Um, And with that, uh, you mentioned, you know, uh, in the text to me, hey, you know, how do you discipline? Uh, You know, you don't have to be, you know, obviously so hard on them, but they have to be held accountable. You're not doing your homework. Okay, you got to come to my room at lunch. It's my lunch period. I'm going to sit down and help you, but I'm going to come and find you. And I think when they find they're going to be held accountable, they start to get their work done. I mean, and and uh, the
2: two of you, the two of you, Chris and and Carrie Ann, two exquisite school teachers. Do you feel um, the pride um, and the the, uh, acknowledgement from the society that you believe you deserve having such a huge role on forming individuals in our society? You know, Uh, I try
7: not uh, to think about that. (laughs) Um, I, I, we were raised with similar values, so I, uh, I'm lucky, you know, your mom and sister hooked me up with a great school community. I'm actually the same level. I, I'm, I'm adolescent, 7 through 12, and I've done some college, Chris. And I think there's a blurred line. You know, school teachers, we have to have 10 hats in our bag in the day. We're the social worker. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're the counselor. Um, I'll quote Joni Mitchell, refugees from a wealthy family. When I taught private school kids, You know, their their parents were busy making, you know, doing what what private school families do. And they would call me mommy. Um, I've been called mommy at all levels in my career. Um, So I just think the most important thing is um, I had a neighbor. She taught before she became a lawyer. She taught in the Bronx. And she said a lot of times it's a lot more about the love than the lesson.
2: Wow! Yeah. All right, listen to me. I got I got two minutes left. I want to ask each of you a very interesting question. Chris, give me the yeah. highlight of of your teaching career, if there's one or two. You know,
8: or, or just so, you, so, um, you know, again, my school is lovely. This week was great. Parents, they every day gave us something different, bought us a lunch. That's the reason why my school is so great. Uh, a few years back, I was surprised they gave me the uh, PTA award called the Jenkins Award for Outstanding Teacher of the Year. And uh, with there that, that Carrie Ann, what highlight.
2: about you, yeah. Carrie Ann Tochi? Tell us, tell us the highlight. Not it doesn't mean Hi. the highlight, but I highlight.
7: You know, it's it's corny, but there's just been so many moments, um, and I feel like I'm still going for my highlight. You know, I I, I feel like the best is yet to come. To be quite yeah, honest, you know, I hope. With to- the,
2: the, all kidding aside, all I'm thinking of it, and my buddy Mike Pesci just sent me a message. He's like, you could do a whole show on this, uh, because, and I I don't have time, so don't even answer. But. Um, <laughs> bringing, you know, what we talked about with the mo- Mother's Day and Father's Day and, and, and bringing politics into the classroom and people saying our children are being brainwashed by liberal teachers. It's something that we need to discuss. You guys can stay on the line because you both know them very well. But I would get in big trouble if I didn't do this. First of all, thanks to Chris Hasson and to Carrie Ann. Stay on the line. You'll end the Love show you, with me. Happy but,
8: Mother's Day to Marianne and everyone oh,
2: there. Well, of course. But she, nobody made me happier than her. But let's be <laughs> ready for this, guys. Padre Luz Friday libation tomorrow, Saturday, May 7th, 2022, the first Saturday in May, which means that it's time for one of the sport's most iconic events. It's referred to as the most exciting two minutes in sports. Yes! It's the Run for the Roses, the Kentucky Derby, where over 100,000 spectators will gather at Churchill Downs in Louisville, Kentucky, and millions more will gather around their television sets to watch, while awaiting the call at approximately 6.35 p.m., Riders Up! This is when the jockeys are instructed to mount their horses and take them to the track from the paddock, and minutes later, they will join in singing My Old Kentucky Home at approximately 6.57 p.m. It's post time, and they're off! A crowd of some of the best three-year-old thoroughbreds in the world hoping to share in the $3 million purse. So it's not difficult to get what Padre Lou's suggestion libation of the day will be. The mint julep. Pick out your favorite (laughs) bourbon. Your favorite bourbon, and while you're out tonight or tomorrow, pick up a sprig of mint. Use a rock's glass. If you have a tin mug, all the better. Put two sugar cubes or one teaspoon of sugar. Add some mint leaves. Muddle them up with the sugar, crushing the mint to release the oils and the aroma. Then go two and a half to three ounces of bourbon. Uh add the glass, uh then add fill glass with small ice cubes and crushed ice. Stir well until you see the glass getting frosty. Add more ice, put some mint and stir to draw, sip, save or swallow. Go Kentucky Derby. Thank you everyone. Have a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day, Marianne.
1: The preceding program sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi.